everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 18. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. I have a really fun show planned for today. I am talking with another wonderful autism mama named Lindsay, and we talk all about her journey with her son, Jack, and we also got into some more kind of family discussions, talking about, you know, having other children, and we talk a lot about, like, social media and and that whole beast. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Lindsay. Hello, Lindsay. Hello. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming on. You and I were just chatting before we started. I feel like we're like old friends at this point, but we've never actually met. (laughs) True, true. I do that. I I attack people and I say, hey, hey, you, you're going to be my friend. This is happening. Like, just be prepared. It's happening. Well, I I fully accept that. (laughs) Um, So Lindsay and I connected on social media i i honestly don't even remember i do okay i do okay i don't remember at this point (laughs) so um we are in a facebook group for another podcast called forever 35 so shout out yes shout out to the forever 35 podcast i love kate and dory and it's all about self-care and who needs self-care more than autism parents so i was on there and someone had made a post about my sister yes it was Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody else was looking for podcast recommendations Uh and my sister posted the podcast. So thank you, Melissa Mitchell, my sister. Thanks for that because now me and Lindsay are connected. That's Um, right. Yes. And shout out to Forever 35. Yes. Pretty much guarantee you they don't listen to this, but that's okay. (laughs) I don't, you know what? Maybe we need to make that a thing. I think we might need to push that. Wouldn't that be amazing? Okay. (laughs) dream big you know yeah um but yeah so that's how you and I first connected but then like I feel like immediately we just started like messaging on our own and for the past like few weeks now we have just been Mm -hmm. like talking back and forth and you have just been wonderful but there's still a lot to your story that I am not aware of like you know the kind of beginnings of everything so if you will kind of take us back to the beginning with your son now I know him as Jack Rabbit because that's what you call him. <laughs> I do call him Jack Rabbit. <laughs> but Jack, um, tell me about like when Jack was a baby and, and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, so um, I, I think I'll start a little bit with pregnancy. Yes. Because for, for whatever reason, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not like thinking that I believe all of these spooky things, but I had this like spooky kind of premonition, first of all, that he was going to be a boy. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I tell, called him my little buddy and, you know, which a girl can be a buddy. I get that. But for whatever reason, <laughs> I thought he was a boy. And, um, and I also, um, for, for some reason, and I don't know why I thought this, I go, what if my baby's autistic? Like before I ever even had him. And I don't know if I had just been reading about autism or I'd been thinking about it or what, but I remember thinking it. And, and I don't know if it's because my husband was adopted um, and his family is actually Irish. They uh, live in Ireland, his biological family. Oh, I'm and, um, from Ireland, but shout out to Irish. <laughs> shout out. Um, and so um, I didn't really know much about my husband's kind of genetic uh, familial history. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, but we had been in contact whenever I got pregnant with Jack, we've been in contact with his biological family for a couple of years, but we were still sort of learning more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like my, my family where I'm like, I know a little bit too much about them. Um, <laughs> so more than I want to. Um, and so I, I don't know if I had all these thoughts racing through my head, like, you know, what kind of genetic sort of things are happening here. Um, but I, I had that thought and, and, but my pregnancy was amazing. I had, I didn't even have any morning sickness. People were like, Oh my God, I hate you. Like when I was pregnant, I was, you know, had the worst time, but mine was just a breeze, like no problem. But then, um, I had Jack and, uh, I was induced because he was a week late. Um, I had, um, ended up being in, induced in, in labor for about 12 hours and, um, then his heart rate dropped really, really low. They had to do an emergency C-section. And unfortunately, my um, epidural didn't take. And so I actually felt 
that and they had to put me completely under general anesthesia um and so my all everyone everyone got to see jack before i did so because i didn't i had him about 5 p.m and i didn't wake up until midnight Mm. um yeah it was rough like that was kind of a rough beginning but um and uh and so but it, it was good i mean he he seemed um you know just perfectly healthy you know i mean mm-hmm. we had no kind of um concern at that point about anything and and i just want to be clear i do not think that there was that that like in kind of necessarily i don't know any sciencey stuff about whether you know <laughs> birth has anything to do with autism but i just mm-hmm. you know that's just part of our story about our beginnings yeah but just um everything seemed um you know perfectly perfectly good um and then as a baby he was a very very good baby um and i remember listening talk uh, to you talk about logan and mm-hmm. it seemed very familiar to me um which is kind of surprising because like a lot of people that I have spoken to with you know kids in the spectrum Mm -hmm. it's it's almost like the opposite like they were Mm -hmm. from the get-go more Mm -hmm. fussy or colicky or you know had a harder time just like dealing with things which Mm -hmm. kind of almost would make more sense but yeah Logan was like a a dream baby right oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. So was Jack. And I mean, he, he slept through the night almost mm-hmm. right on. Um, he was in his crib from like, you know, for, you know, three or four months in mm-hmm. just amazing. I don't even think I really had to sleep train him hardly at all. I mean, he just was like, I did on it. I got this, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's fine. We're, we're going to do this. Just the best baby. I remember my father-in-law used to tell me, he said, this is the best baby I've ever seen. I've ever been around. Like you need to write a book. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Um, well, I think with your first, you almost don't even know. Cause you're like, wow. yeah, like this. Yeah. He's a good baby. Cause now, like now I have three kids and my, my current baby, she's six month old. She is mm-hmm. also a really, really good baby. But my second, my daughter yeah. was like colicky and a nightmare. Yeah. But then I realized I was like, oh my gosh, Logan was even better right. than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my second one was okay, but um, but th- this first one, he was a dream. Yes. And yeah, and so, and always just from the beginning, very, very smiley, very giggly, very happy, just really content. I mean, just like no, you know, we really had no kind of, you know, indication or red flags of anything um, um, until I think that he was you know, after a year, because Mm -hmm. it was the walking. Um, He was a late walker. He didn't really have any motor issues like motor, you know, motor problems, um, gross motor, um, Mm -hmm. except for the walking. But it was like a thing where he wouldn't let go like he would cruise um, Mm -hmm. with his hand touching something. It's like he needed the reassurance. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember I kept going to the doctor and I was like the pediatrician with him. And I was like, okay, he's not walking. He's not really saying any words. Um, he's not, you know, so, so I had autism in my head already. I mean, I really did. Um, because I was like, I had thought about it when I was pregnant and for whatever reason it stuck in there. Um, and, and I, and, and I just talked to him and the doctor was like, no, no, he's fine. He's fine. And I was like, really? Okay. And then, um, and what he checked, this was, this was like at his year and then like 15 month appointment at his 15 month appointment. I was like, are you sure? You know, I mean, and then his 18 month appointment rolled around and I was like, and then he was walking by, he started walking like, I think right at, or like right before his 18, he turned 18 months, but it wasn't any of this wobbling, you know, around trying to get your feet. It was like a all right, no wobble, no anything like I'm, it's almost like he was waiting until he could do it perfectly. And then he's Mm -hmm. like, now I'm running. Now I'm, (laughs) I'm away. I'm off. Taken off. Yeah. And so we, um, but, but I still felt like this guy is not talking like he should. I mean, he's, he's affectionate. He's giggly. He has no problem with eye contact. Um, you know, and so I was like, this, this can't be what maybe I think it is, but I always had it in the back of my head. Um, and so, uh, I took him back to that pediatrician and I was like, okay, he's two now. Um, he's not talking like this cannot be normal. Mm -hmm. And the doctor was like, oh no, he's just a boy. And I was like, really? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was like, well, I guess we can have his hearing tested to rule it out. And I said, yeah, let's do that. So we had his hearing- something. Yes. Just mm-hmm. do something. So we had his hearing tested and his hearing was normal. Um, but the, um, the, the audiologist actually was the one who said, have you heard of Sooner Start? And I was like, no, what is that? And that's the program that you've talked about with Logan. Um, I don't know what it's called in Illinois, but in Oklahoma, where, where I live, it's called Sooner Start. And that's where they come to your house, the speech therapist, and they work with them when they're two, in between yeah. two and three. Yep. So um, I did not know that that program existed uh, <laughs> until the audiologist mentioned it because my pediatrician sure hadn't mentioned it. And don't worry, I got a new pediatrician. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I totally did. I was like, this is clearly not working out. I was like, I feel like I really had to push this. But uh, um, and so the audiologist um, um, sent us, you know, she said, I can put the referral in for you for sooner start. I said, perfect. So we did that. He clearly qualified for sooner start. I mean, it was like he was basically behind in like all the areas that they tested, mm-hmm. um, except for gross motor. Mm-hmm. But everything else was like, yeah. So, right around him, uh, maybe a little bit after, probably closer to when he was two and maybe two and a quarter or two and a half, um, we took him to be um, evaluated for autism. And we took him to a um, counseling center here in the city where we live. We live well, in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I, uh, we took him there and, and my, our insurance wouldn't really cover it. Mm-hmm. So we had to pay out of pocket for most of it. And um, I'll get to kind of the crappy state of Oklahoma, like yeah. autism services you and I later. Talked about that. We have, we have, so um, we took him to this counseling center and um, we got him evaluated and Daniel, that's my husband, Daniel. And I were both like, okay, we're waiting for the worst. This is going to be like, and, and honestly, autism isn't the worst. So I shouldn't say that. But, no, but that's but what we were there for. Yes. Yeah. You are, you know, in yes. in that moment. I know. Yes. It, it feels like it's the worst. Obviously, you know, um, I've seen a lot of parents by now that have children with other things that are life-threatening and, mm-hmm. and, and such that I know it's not the worst now. But mm-hmm. back then, you're kind of like, okay, it's your kid and th- they're going to have to face this thing. So I... um we had him evaluated and, and they did the, the thorough, you know, like however many hours long, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, watching him and observation and everything. And so um, we got the results back and, and the, the um, psychologist was like, or psychiatrist, I can't remember. I can never get those two straight. <laughs> am I the only, am I the only one? But anyway, um, whichever she was. She came back and she's a specialist. She specializes in autism diagnosis. So I was like, we need to trust whatever she says. Um, And she said, I am like really happy to report to you guys. This doesn't happen to me as often as I would like, but your son is not autistic. He, yeah, yeah. Um, He has a global developmental delay. And of course we know that that is really difficult uh, like quote unquote diagnosis to receive especially in this state mm-hmm. um but it's it's amorphous like it, it kind of is like one of those things where you're like what exactly is that um but we got that diagnosis and she um she said i find him to be you know social and i find him to be affectionate and um essentially you know, we may need to re-examine later, you know, in the future if, if things don't progress. But I, I see every indication that he is going to, um, that he is going to eventually, like, catch up. Mm-hmm. And this is a delay. And, I was and like, how old oh, was he okay. at this? He was two and a half-ish. Okay. Ish. Okay. Right. Gotcha. And so I kept thinking to myself, he's very young. But of course, mm-hmm. this is a roller coaster. And you know that better than anyone. Mm-hmm. It's like you... Like I, I was like, had convinced myself that he was autistic mm-hmm. and then I, we take him to get evaluated and they say, no, he's not. Wow. But, um, here in Oklahoma, when you don't have a diagnosis of something mm-hmm. like of 
and global developmental delay does not cover it. You cannot, in my experience, and I don't want to speak for everybody else, but from my experience of what I've had to deal with, I can't get any services covered through my insurance. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we, we were like, okay, well, then we started having to pay for um, speech therapy after he turned three because um, he ages out of right. dinner start at three. Um, we started having to pay for, for um, speech services. And, um, but he, um, um, the problem was, was that, uh, we still had this inkling in our head. We were like, okay, we've got it. We were paying out of pockets for speech, but we still have this in our head that something is, is not, not quite there or not quite, I don't want to say right, but, Mm -hmm. but different. That is different. Was there uh, like behaviors that you were seeing that like were making you suspicious or like, well, yeah, it was food aversion as well. Like he's always been a very, you know, when he was a very small baby, I, I like did homemade baby food. I thought I was so <laughs> like, I thought I was so like good and crunchy and like I was going to like do all the things and yeah. I didn't take any medicine when I was pregnant. I thought like, no, you know, I mean. So I did all, I, I, um, he ate all the things when he was a little baby, but then when he, as he got older, he would just like, be like, no, I'm not, not touching that, you know? I mean, and, and so it was kind of a blonde food situation. So like mm-hmm. the, the, the grilled cheese sandwiches and the cheese quesadillas and from the one particular restaurant, not any of the other restaurants mm-hmm. and the, you know, That's that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that was one thing. The other thing was obviously the late walking, which we discussed, mm-hmm. Um, but it, it mostly, um, he also does not listen to, I don't want to say he doesn't deli- listen, but he doesn't necessarily acknowledge, um, instructions mm-hmm. that you give to him. It's more like, he's kind of like, nah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm clearly watching Paw Patrol right now. <laughs> like, I don't care that you want me to pick up my shorts off the floor or <laughs> I don't care about this or that, you know? Yeah. So like. Um, it, it was, it was that, and, and, and also his attention span is extremely short. Um, so, which isn't necessarily related to autism, but he, he it's all, actually kind of different from what I've read because he doesn't attach to anything. Mm-hmm. So like, he doesn't have like the one animal or the one toy that he's like, Ooh, I'm obsessed with this. And mm-hmm. I have to play with this every, you know, he does not do that. He gets tired of it and he throws it away. Which is also a motivation problem because we can't use things to motivate him. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to that, yeah. I mean, we were, we managed, he, one thing that I don't think is discussed a lot either is the difficulty in, in getting care for um, autistic kids. Um, I was working full time. I'm an attorney and my husband is a, is an academic administration for a state agency. And we had, we had, you know, we had to find good childcare for mm-hmm. our kid. And, um, he got kicked out of one daycare. Um, and then he essentially got kicked out of another daycare. It was like almost to the point where they were asking us to leave. Oh my God. Um, what, yeah. Was he, was there like behavioral issues or what was, what <sighs> yeah. I mean, he went through like a phase where he was like, you know, pulling hair and stuff like that, but it was mostly, it was mostly the, the one daycare was a home daycare. So it was a, an individual who ran it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I think basically was like, I'm not equipped to deal with him. Like he doesn't want to color with the other kids. He doesn't want to do this or that. He is wandering around the house. Like mm-hmm. I can't keep him contained. Like, you know, and then um, with the other daycare, it just, I don't, I think they knew something was up with him mm-hmm. and they just didn't have anybody trained to, didn't have anybody trained to okay. to handle that. Um, so I don't want to blame them completely, but it's, it's obviously like a real, it's really difficult. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, so we ended up finding a school in um, on the north part of town. We live on the far south side of town. So we found a school that we can take him to um, that is, um, shout out to special care. It's amazing. And they, they take kids with special needs. Um, and this was before we even, you know, had a full, we had a a suspicion that he was autistic, but Mm -hmm. we hadn't, didn't have a full diagnosis. And, um, they, um, 
have a mixture of special needs, all different kinds of special needs and, um, and typically developing kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, they, uh, have a really long, long waiting list, but they actually take kids based on need rather than, you know, as much on the weight, the weight, uh, or on how long you've been on the list, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, whenever I told them our story, we got in pretty quickly. Um, which was amazing. And we were like, this is, you know, really, really the best time. We can't imagine that this could have been any better. Um, the only difficulty is, is that, like I said, it's very far away from us. Mm-hmm. And so we had, we had contemplated moving like up to the other side of town, but my husband's parents live down here on this side and he also will age out after kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So we thought we're not going to move somewhere um, for a limited period of time and then have to move back. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, that school's amazing. His teacher's a bit amazing. He receives ABA therapy there. Um, but he did not actually receive an autism diagnosis until we, we had gotten an IEP from the public school district, um, to get speech therapy through the public school district. Um, because I had to pay private school tuition for him because mm-hmm. our school is private. Um, and um, until he turned four, we were, um, or actually it was a little bit, a little bit earlier than that. We were paying out of pocket for speech. So we decided to go through the public school. Then I started getting a scholarship for him to go to the school that he's at, but you can't, it, it converts the the money that you, you would use for a private, for a public school. I can't even talk <laughs> to private, to use it at private. Mm-hmm. And so you can't use public school services anymore. So I had to stop using public school for speech. And then I had to start paying out of pocket again for speech, but insurance covers part of it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's, very wordy way of saying that we're in like basically the only place that I have found in in my state Mm -hmm. that is like this that that is kind of you know equipped to to take him and to like for him to you know kind of thrive and then after he leaves that situation I do not know because we officially got his autism diagnosis when he was four just like your Logan Mm -hmm. I think right yeah he had he was just a little after four. Now, did you take him back to that same? No. Okay. That was my next question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I took him to, we took him to a different place. We t- I took him to a different like center that does diagnosis as well as like therapies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was recommended to us by, I don't know if it was our pediatrician or someone had recommended it. And then um, where I really wanted to go is this center here in Oklahoma city that, um, we have been denied to even be on the waiting list. Oh my gosh. Why? Yeah. Yeah. You can't because it's so long because there's such a need and we can't fill it. So this state. Yeah. So, um, we ended up taking him to, you know, this place and, uh, this place ended up going out of business like the week after that we got his diagnosis. Oh my goodness. So we like can't even contact anybody <laughs> like and be like, hey, so what's happening? You know, it's like, no, no. It's like, here's your diagnosis. Now we go away. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. And so but it's it's been helpful. And, and we um to have that because now we can get insurance to be like, oh, you really do have a thing. Your son does have a need. Like, mm-hmm. no crap. We've been saying that for years when um, you finally got the diagnosis I mean yeah how, how did you feel at that point because it was like um, you, you were waiting for it then you didn't get it you know like this whole journey is such a roller coaster it's yeah. such like it's it's like oh hey you know your son's great he's perfect and then like oh wait there's something you know we think he might be autistic and then oh wait no he's not autistic mm-hmm. and then like you have a speech therapist tell you oh, wait, you know, this is common for kids with your son's diagnosis. And I'm like, what's that? Because he got, didn't get diagnosed with anything except for global developmental delay. She's like, oh, autism. And I'm like, what? And then you go back and you have him diagnosed, like checked again. And it's like, oh, he's autistic. And then we took him to a neurologist Mm -hmm. and the neurologist was like, oh, well, I probably wouldn't have diagnosed him as autistic. I probably would have diagnosed him with the, kept it at the global developmental delay. And I was like, really? you know, I'm like, not even 
you guys, like, I'm not even playing this anymore. <laughs> like, I know that the labels don't really mean anything, you know, in terms of how I'm going to deal with, with our child. Right. But it does matter in terms of what services you can get yeah. for your kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we, you know, we're running with this. We're running with it. We're, we're fine. We are you know, this roller coaster has been going so long that I'm used to the ups and downs. And I think we all are as a family mm-hmm. and we're just kind of like, this is what we've got. You know, like we've, we've got a kid who's complicated and amazing and funny and sweet and, you know, and, and happy 90% of the time. And that's what we want, you know, and we're just dealing it with it, you know, him, the, the best way that we can, just like anybody wants for their kid. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's kind of like his story so far. Um, It's funny now um, he is still at special care, but he's going to be aging out soon. Unfortunately, I wish that school would last forever. Mm -hmm. Um, But he uh, is kind of used to be known um, as little Houdini because (laughs) he would like be, I mean, he would be like in one part of the room and then they, they'd like two seconds later, they'd look around and be like, where's, where's Jack? (laughs) <laughs> and he'd like be in like he'd like be in the other part of the room they're like how did he get over there and then um or like maybe one of the grandparents would like leave the door open you know to go out the room and and like one of the the teachers would hear like a like a little like ha ha ha, ha. and then jack you just hear jack's feet like slapping down the hall like running and so he's he's a little he's a little stinker i mean he's a little <laughs> Like he can disassemble a child lock, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so, um, he used to like ninja, like, um, acrobat crawl out of his crib, like, you know, starting at like 18 (laughs) months old, you know, just like, what was that? You know, (laughs) he is though. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He could get on top of his bunk bed without having a ladder. And you're like, how did you, (gasps) how did you do that? The bunk bed is not safe. (laughs) Huh? Oh my goodness. That is, that's actually how Logan is too. He is like such a climber and he, yeah, he's, he's crazy. When he was um, just not, he wasn't 18 months, but he started climbing out of his crib when he was like two and yeah, once he realized he could climb out, there was like no keeping him. There was no keeping. Yeah. Like you'd see the light come on in the room, and you'd hear like laughter, and you're oh, like, "Oh man!" So we were like, "Okay." And at the time, I was pregnant also, so we're like, "All right, we're gonna need the crib." So we're like, "Let's just like you know bite the yes. foot and we'll we'll get <laughs> the big Same boy." Thing bed. happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> so we get him the big boy bed, and we um we didn't like keep him like I know some people will like put a baby gate up in their room or I even have friends who will like reverse the lock so that their kid is mm-hmm. like locked in the room um and we didn't do that but we did have we had gates up like in other areas so we were like okay like you know he he's safe whatever so I can't remember how long it was after we the first like month or so that he was in his big boy bed like if he wanted if he woke up and he wanted us, like he would just cry. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't try to get out. Mm-hmm. And then once he realized that like he had free reign, it, it was like game over. Like he was, it would be like midnight and all of a sudden I would hear something and I would go downstairs and literally find him eating snacks. And like, <laughs> he was, he was, two years yes. Old. And I'm like, child, what are you doing? But I mean, like, yeah, he is, he was, and again, we had like gates up downstairs. So it was like, yep. Would yeah, get out of the room, get downstairs, climb over the gates. Like he would be like looking out the window. Like he's like, hey, I actually always say, I'm like, that was when the sleeping really went downhill. Cause like your son, he, Logan slept through the night at like a month old. Like he was just like, yes. a, yeah, a unicorn baby. And he really was like such an amazing sleeper until we got him that big boy bed. And then it was like, Oh, it went to have, like, and he just escape. waking up earlier and we're, we're still, we're still in that. He knows what he's doing. Oh, he knows what he's doing. He yeah. is just like you said, how Jack is a stinker. That is definitely. I mean, <laughs> and your, your story about Logan, like, you know, getting up, like, reminds me of one, one night I was up at like midnight wrapping Christmas presents, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, I'm like in the living room, like on the floor. And I just like, I, I remember hearing this like little, like, like creaky sound and I'm like looking around and here comes Jack like 
like riding his tricycle <laughs> that he wasn't supposed to have seen because it was a Christmas oh, present. No. Just like riding it like through the living room. And I'm like, what? You disassembled the child lock off of your doorknob and then you're riding your surprise trike like through. This is perfect. Oh, this is like the best thing ever. Great. Way well, to go, child. At least you knew you the know? present was a slam dunk. I mean, for a minute, but then, you know, like, right. he, like, he's like, by the time Christmas hit, he was like, I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good. Grandpa will be very excited about how, like, quickly you got over that trike. Um, That's but funny. Anyway, so, um, oh, yeah, I was talking about um, kind of, we, you and I have been talking about the differences in states. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. so, um one person because i made a post on on something i think it was like it might have been forever 35 also about Mm -hmm. like what services are available in other states Mm -hmm. and um i know that one person had said oh you know i used to work in insurance and you know you want to avoid like certain areas of the country especially like the southeast which i don't want to speak for i live in the southeast ish and so i don't want to say that it's you know a terrible place to live because I don't in a lot of respects I don't think that it is but mm-hmm. I think that um, there are discrepancies across the country like in terms of how autism is treated and how what the the you know what's available and um, I remember just hearing about your you know three hour a day after school ABA stuff for Logan and I was yeah. like I'm so jolly <laughs> oh my god like you know I mean oh. How are you getting that? You know, and and so um, you said that anyway, like unheard of. Where you? Oh yeah. Which I mean, yeah. like that. Not not that like all kids get that, but I mean, I I know some kids that even get more than that. Like I mean, yeah, really just like based on the need and the schedule, right? Um, but I mean, that's kind of the whole point of ABA is for it to be like very immersive. At least, exactly. Yeah. So that when you when you had said it to me, I my. I really, my heart just broke for you. Cause it's like, that is, I, like I said to you, ABA has really been like a yes. lifeline for us and it has changed things so dramatically for Logan. And I mean, not that it's, you know, the best course of action for every child with autism, but I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's such an important tool and, and to have it not even really be like an uh, available option, at least like in the, in the way that you might need it. Um, it's, it's just crazy to me. Well, and I don't want to say that it's completely unavailable. I mean, in, in our school, like I said before, is amazing. And we have an yeah. ABA, um, a world-class like ABA, um, director at our school mm-hmm. and he works with Jack regularly. He's great. Like, mm-hmm. I think I posted, um, a video of Jack eating an almond the other day. You told was, me. Yes. That's amazing. Um, I know. So good. Um, yeah. and then, so he, uh, He's amazing and, and wonderful. Um, he just, and so is his staff and so is all the staff there. Um, so he gets it at school, but like the after school part is what I'm like, mm-hmm. kind of sitting here going, you, you're kidding me. Because we do have some centers here and we have some places where we'll come to you. But it's like, I've called them and they're like, so your insurance, it'll cover, like, you still have to pay like $175 or whatever, like for how, you know, and I'm like, I can't pay hundreds of dollars a week. No. You know, mm-hmm. just for, just, you know, for this, like, um, I have a friend who has an autistic kid and she was like, back when, um, she was, um, you know, she said her, her, um, daughter's dad had to like take out of his 401k, you know, at thousands of dollars mm-hmm. just to like, try to pay for this ABA. Um, is it and, it's so you know, expensive I it's so expensive just recently this was like maybe a month ago or so I got um an email from the company that we use and it ended up being like it wasn't it wasn't a bill but it was it was basically like was it, it the twenty seven thousand dollar thing yes <laughs> yes <laughs> it, I remember it. yeah because twenty seven thousand dollars no it so yeah. it, was, it was an itemized list of basically like all all of the sessions that were going to be charged to insurance and I mean we mm-hmm. obviously we pay some of that thankfully not twenty seven thousand dollars but that that was what came to me in the email was like your your balance for and this was like I, I don't remember for how long it was for it was definitely at most it was for six months but it honestly might have been for three 
Um, and it was $27,000. And that is, I, I can't even tell you like the, the pit in my stomach. I was freaking out because I didn't know it when I first got it. You know, all I see is like, this is your balance. So, and of course I couldn't get a hold of the billing person. The next day we ended up. Of course you could Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, well, I leave at three. And I'm like, of course you do. Even though I called her like 17 <sighs> times that day. Yeah. <laughs> So the next day, though, we ended up finally speaking and she was like, oh, no, she's like, that's not, you know, that's that's just us kind of detailing all of it. We we have to legally send that to you. But, you know, that's not actually what you will end up owing. We did have to kind of go back and forth with insurance, because even when you have, you know, decent insurance and you have coverage, it's still it's not a walk in the park. And right. And it's, it's it's still expensive. But yeah, I mean, I, I just when you when you think about you know, for someone who didn't have insurance, like, I mean, that's how much this would cost $27,000. That's it, exactly, exactly. And I mean, that's, that's freaking crazy. It, it is. It is. BT dubs. I told myself I was not going to curse or cry on your podcast. So <laughs> I'm like doing my best. Um, you could, you could do both. It's really, well, mm, I do. I like to keep, mm, I say I like to keep yeah. 13. So yeah. I don't, you know, we, we, we I like to, um, <laughs> friendly. sometimes I listen to podcasts like with my kids around. So I like to keep it somewhat family friendly. But- I totally listen to podcasts with my kids around. And unfortunately <laughs> I listen to things that are like, you know, like true crime and like legal podcasts. So they're going to be like the lividity pattern on the body did not match that she was face <laughs> down for four hours after the time of death. Like seriously, they're going to be like so messed up They're Like I'm worried that I'm messing up my children like right now listening to these like you know weird like serial or whatever podcasts i mean seriously they're gonna be yeah um most of the but listen to are like entertainment related so they're they're not fluffier than legal and and uh, true crime but regardless <laughs> um oh i no. like fluffy too come on um but yeah so uh, i just think that like you're what you've got going where you are just so much day and night difference in what I've got going in. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel for a lot of people, I'm actually from rural Oklahoma. Um, if you know, do you know Blake Shelton? I mean, I know him. I mean, voice. you don't yeah. know him personally, <laughs> but I know a lot of people friends, who do. They, I mean, yeah, he's like really tall. He's like a Sasquatch. I'm, he, a, fan. Um, I'm a fan of like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's got a good team this season. But anyway, <laughs> um, the uh, he is lives in my hometown. Oh, okay. So um, it's like really small. It's like three thousand people. Do you so know? Shout out! Do you know him? Shout out to Tishamingo. I do not know oh, him, okay. Okay. but a lot of people know him. But that would be cool. It would have been a much cooler story if I did know. Yeah, him. that would have tied it all up. Okay, all right. Right? I don't know Blake Shelton, but hey, Blake. Okay, hopefully he's listening. Just kidding. Um, sure, of course he is. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Um, but uh, <laughs> he uh, yeah. But, like, I've got – the reason I'm talking about how small my town is is because I have a lot of people and family and friends and everything. And I've connected with some people who have autistic kids who live in the rural areas. And it is so difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, even more difficult than us. I honestly think that it's it's a situation where a lot of people, unless they become independently, like, certified like ABA therapists themselves or like you know really really kind of um um knowledgeable about all of this and even then like I mean I'm not equipped to do this I mean Mm. I need help I need I need um I need professionals um for this but that they are like really between a rock and a hard place I mean because even my my little nephew needed some speech therapy and um, they, the, the sooner start, um, was only able to come out and see him like once a month or once a, something like that. It was like wow. something really crazy to the point where you're like, wow, like, is this even something that's going to be worth it? You know? <laughs> I mean, so, um, while my, you know, kind of what we're going through here, at least we're in like a more rural or urban area and mm-hmm. the people in rural areas, are are really you know kind of um thinking am i gonna have to flee to the city mm-hmm. you know or, or or what am i gonna do so i've i've thought about that a lot um and it's a real problem yeah um 
And then, uh, see, I know um, another thing that you and I have in common is that we both have daughters that are two. Mm -hmm. So we have sons that are five and daughters that are two. (laughs) I am not going to join you in the third child. (laughs) I will leave that one to you because my my uterus, my my womb is closed. There's no room in the womb. Okay. It's done. It's done. Close her business. Well, we thought we were done with two, but then we we had a little surprise. But she is like like, the best. Yeah, she's the best surprise ever. So we love her so much. But that is something that I would I would love to talk to you about because yeah, I mean it is definitely um, it's for me that's one of the more it's it's wonderful to see my son with his daughter with his daughter with his sister. Yeah, but it also like it's it definitely it's hard because I don't know how your daughter is but mine is just like idolizes her big brother and mm-hmm. wants to play with him and engage with him and and he's made great progress to that but that is still something that is really I mean I want to say heartbreaking to me because I I see her wanting to engage with yes. him yes. and it's it's so that's so hard it's so hard. It's extremely hard. I mean, I know that um, um, my daughter, uh, she uh, is, and I remember you talking about your daughter this way as well. Like, um, I have been told that she is advanced, mm-hmm. um, but like, I don't know what that is. I know. Because, yeah, no one know, has ever said that. We, we think um, that she's like brilliant because yeah, when you have like, you know, your, your first child is, is nonverbal and right, you know, has developmental delays. It, it, she could be like completely average and we we're just not used to it. Sure. But yeah, same. I, I know, I know what you're saying. I mean, we have been told, but I like, I'm like, okay, you guys are going to have to tell me where she's at because I honestly, and like, I, I think that, that having an autistic child has really taught me um, and then having a child that's on, you know, typically like nobody knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter if your child, you know, is is autistic or typically developing or has, you know, you know, um, whatever kind of, you know, um, issue that they might have. Like, we're all just trying to do the best that we can and right. and that none of us really know what we're doing. No. <laughs> and, um, no. and so, um I, you know, obviously would like to to be like you and be like, oh, my daughter is brilliant, you know, but I also <laughs> am like the last person because I have a lot of fr- uh, friends who have children who are the same age as mine. And, and I've been before I had Quinn, my daughter, um, I've been on those like those mommy dates where like I go to lunch with my friends from like law school or, or wherever and they're like oh hey so we're wondering what private schools to put our kids in mm-hmm. and like our kids are bilingual like my oh my gosh my three-year-old's bilingual did you know how difficult it is to oh, like gosh. teach a bilingual child how to like you know say words that <laughs> you know like there's no word for you know, there's no word for like dinosaur in like Cantonese or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I like really like I'm at the point like I don't really care if your kid goes to Kumon. Like I'm at the point where I'm like just trying to like do the best that I can for my kid. And and you guys are on like a whole other planet. Yeah. And then at the same time as you being on another planet, it's almost like you're trying to show them, but I'm not on another planet. I'm right here with you. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Ha ha ha. You know, I mean, <laughs> you don't want them to like treat you like they think that you're, you know, that they should feel sorry for you because they shouldn't feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. Like your, your kid's amazing and wonderful and, and you love them and you're, you know, but you know, you're just not doing the same things that they are Mm -hmm. and that's isolating in like to a degree and it's also one of those things where like I think sometimes my friends don't necessarily know how to treat me and Mm -hmm. my kid kids because they're like oh we're having and thankfully they're all amazing so they invite us anyway but they they they'll have like a birthday party at some place like the science museum or something and I think they'll probably be like oh well I don't know will Jack you know be okay here and you know 
So thankfully they invite us anyway and we, we do what we can and then we just, you know, go from there. And that's what I want to tell all of the kind of like friends and family members of, of people who have of parents of autistic kids is that include them, mm-hmm. like invite them to things like right. don't leave them out. And, and then like, we've got this, I mean, we'll like, if our kid can, you know, if our kid can, you know, we'll, we'll do what our kid wants to do. And we'll, you know, if we have to leave, let us leave. Right. Like if we have to like take a moment and take our kid out of the room, like, don't worry about it. We've got it. You know, mm-hmm. we'll come back in when, when we can, but you know, just don't forget to include us and let us participate in the ways that our kids can participate because mm-hmm. we want to be a part of it too. And we want our kid to be a part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because at the very least, you know, if you're invited and you need to turn an invitation down, at least it's not like you were excluded. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I also hope that that friends and family members are forgiving of us when we say yes to something and then maybe our kid is having like a really bad day that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've made the mistake of trying to force Jack to go somewhere where he really didn't want to go. And it was, he had been asleep in the car and we were going to a birthday party and I woke him up and said, come on, let's go in here. Let's go to the party. He just yelled and screamed and was miserable. And and everybody was looking at me like, oh my gosh, why did you bring your kid in here? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I thought he would have fun, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so, um, I just, hope that everybody is like patient with us and like realizes that you know there are going to be times where we love to have the invitation we'll do everything that we can to go but it may be something as simple as my kid didn't eat his lunch today and he's going to be like off because of it or you know Mm -hmm. and and so I just hope that they have all the patience you know and and realize that you know we're not doing things to be flakes we're doing things because we you know that's kind of what's best for our kid Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said nobody really knows what they're doing. Yeah. No. Which is true for all parenting. I mean, I know there's people out there that probably like maybe do have their act together and are like, oh, I know what I'm doing. But even those people, people, no, we don't, we don't (laughs) like those people. We don't like those people. No, those people can go, those people can go like, you know, go beyond their little like you know freaking heaven <laughs> island on the lake or whatever they're not our people very you know very, yeah they're they're not relatable i, I mean if they exist quote that was like all, all moms are a hot mess some can just hide it better than others and that is the god's honest truth it <laughs> is such the truth yeah some of us maybe look like we're more put together than yeah others. that's not me i don't even attempt to look put together and then some of us you know we just 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 let it all be as it is <laughs> yeah I mean I respect that like I mean it's weird because um I don't know if you ever like look at social media and you see like what other people are doing you're like oh my god their lives are so amazing <laughs> they've got it all together wow how are they doing this and then like you I've talked to my friends before or even people who are like acquaintances and and they're like, the, the thing that struck me the most about you is that you, like, have it all together. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, I don't. That's amazing. That's hilarious. Like, and then I keep thinking, oh, my gosh, am I, like, only putting stuff? Like, I want people to know, like, what our lives are really like. I don't want to just. But, but you know, everybody does that. Everybody puts it's a their best foot though. forward. Yeah. You know? it's all... They're not going to sit here and be like, this is a really bad picture taken of me from like underneath my chin you know (laughs) that like lovely angle that everybody loves so much like (laughs) let's put that on there no we're not doing that we're not doing ugly chin shots we're doing like amazing like hold the camera above your head and angle it down like skinny shots I mean (laughs) we're doing that to our lives we're doing skinny shots of our lives so you got it girl (laughs) I mean but um I think the important thing to remember, and I learned this very early in this journey, is that you you cannot compare. And right, that is true of our children. That is true of you know people you see on social media. Absolutely. Um, and I think that like it's it's hard sometimes. Although like honestly, 
I, I've given up that game. I really have. Like, I, yeah, I me too. I yeah. Me too. I, I talk to moms a lot who they're like, basically kind of what you're saying. They're like, oh, I just see these other people and I feel so bad. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, good. For have They take pretty pictures and post them and nobody <laughs> yeah. knows what's going on behind closed doors. Nobody you know? knows. It, that's just and, like, yeah, it is, that's it, it. Like, take it at face value because that's really all you can take it for. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um I uh um like comparing uh, about how you can't compare. Um I absolutely agree with that and um I also think that that's difficult when you have the other kids in mm-hmm. your family and you're trying not to compare, you know, your kids, uh, yeah. which was something I was going to talk to you about because um because I have the, you know, typically developing or whatever. I mean, I mean, the, the, the chick says like complete sentences that freak me out. Like, and she just turned to like a couple, like last week or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing right now? I know. I'm like, Hey Quinn, what is this? And thinking she's going to say it's a car. She's like Pokemon. I'm like, Oh, it is Pokemon. <laughs> um, or like Quinn, what, what letter, you know, can you say the first three letters of your of the alphabet? And she sings the whole thing. I'm like, what are you, what are you, <laughs> you're not human. Like what, what are you? It is um, really crazy when you, yeah crazy who's nonverbal and then one who yes like over the top yeah does your daughter speak for logan um a little bit but she also just like acts like a little therapist and yes she will like we give logan a prompt of like putting our finger like up to our mouth um, and then that kind of shows him, like, of course I'm pointing right now, but no one can see, but we no, just I, point, yeah. we point to our mouth if we want him to say like, hi or bye or please or anything like that. Um, so if I'm trying to get him to say something, like if I'm trying to get him to say, please, I'll be like, okay, say please. And I'm pointing and then she'll come over, say please, Dee, say please. Like she's, she does this. <laughs> So that's so cool I know it's it's so that's adorable she is so sweet with him like if he's upset or something she will come over and like rub his back and she's like oh it's okay buddy Aww, oh my god yeah, oh that makes me like tear too. up thinking about it oh my yeah god, Lindsay it's it's that's oh. where like I like I said like it's heartbreaking because it's like I I see how badly she wants to like mm-hmm. age with him but then, like, there, yeah, there's moments like that where she is just it, the the compassion that she has yep. for him is unbelievable for for her age, and is as difficult as it is. Um, I I just know that it's it's going to make her into such an amazing person because she's going to have this empathy, yes. like built in from such. Yes, a- yeah, that's. that's- so dead on that is that is my daughter too like Mm -hmm. just the um I think it was over the weekend um Jack was crying and um I go Quinn what what's Bubba doing she goes Bubba is crying she goes Bubba is so sad yes and I was just like oh my like I almost like I'm in there like trying to chop up some chicken or something about to lose it and I'm like you kidding me I mean um or she'll say Bubba's hungry or Bubba needs milk or Bubba, you know, and it's just like mm-hmm. the absolute sweetest. And she does the same thing. She'll go up to him. She'll be like, it's okay, Bubba. It's okay. Yeah. And it's um, so sweet. Logan so uses packs. Like he uses um, the pecs yes. exchange. Uh-huh. Yep. I know all about pecs. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's funny because, so he, I've said it before, but he's obsessed with candy. And oh like, mine too okay so Ugh. yeah there's there's like there's like candy you know i think all kids like candy logan is like a junkie like oh yeah <laughs> totally, yeah, totally. Okay, like so you get it yeah he has a legit problem like we need 12 steps but regardless uh-huh. so we don't have we don't have like an actual packs for candy but he every time he wants candy he will give us the same sequence because he has like a little sentence strip so mm-hmm. it'll always be the the packs for i want the packs for more and then the packs for help which always makes me laugh because it's like it looks like a hospital like cross like a red <laughs> yeah so it's, I always like, I want more help like it's got, oh my god it's gotta have like a real uh you know like that 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 drama to it um and it was so funny because so the other day he kept trying to give it to me and it was that that same sequence and I, I was I was trying to kind of like play dumb about it because I didn't want to give him more candy yes 
Um, and Liliana, I'm, I'm like, what do you, what do you want, buddy? Like seeing maybe if he would say candy. And she was like, mommy, he wants candy. Like she's showing me on his back. So it's like, yeah, she understands like when it's not, it's not exactly what it's because there's some packs that are like very specific to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's trying to, she's trying to fill in the blanks for me. She's like, oh, mommy, he wants candy. And I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks for, thanks for filling me in there. Um, but yeah, it's, that, it's, yeah. it's so sweet, but it, yeah, it definitely, that's, that's tough for sure. That's, that's one of the harder parts of this whole thing because I just, I, I want her so badly to, to get that, you know, she just wants her love to be reciprocated and he, and he will every now and then. And it's like, you can tell she's just like in heaven <laughs> when she yes. does that. It's like the sweetest thing. Oh, and the hugging when they hug, when he gives her attention, I'm just like, oh. yeah. Cause you know, it doesn't happen that often right? when he like specifically is like giving her a hug or, you know, he had his arm around her in the shopping cart the other day and I about died. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to die right here in Walmart. Like <laughs> someone's going to have to like clean up on aisle seven. Like those moments you know. are, are just so, so sweet. And those are the moments that you have to hold on to when it's tough For sure. back to that feeling because yeah, when things like that happen, then it's just like, okay everything is right in the world we got to keep going keep keep on trucking because yeah it definitely it can be tough. well and and because there we've talked about this too there's good weeks and there's bad weeks and there's yeah. good days and bad days and like for jack and i don't know if logan's this way but he'll like be perfectly happy and laughing and then like two minutes later he's like devastated and i'm oh. like what in the world and like you don't so know you can, you can try everything. You can be like, okay, buddy, are you hungry? Are you mm-hmm. thirsty? Are you, you know, do you want to sit in the bathtub? Hem? Correct. Does he what? He, you you have told me that Jack is nonverbal. He is nonverbal. I mean, he, today at speech therapy, he said, please, which That's I was amazing. like, yes, we'll thank take you. Yes. Thank you. We will take uh, it. Or like an approximation of please. And he, yeah. and he did the little symbol, the like sign language for please. Um, he has mm-hmm. said words, um, just not consistently. Right. Um, I have had like mm-hmm. um, an apraxia type um, kind of thought about him. I don't mm-hmm. know how much is known about apraxia, but like there's, you know, um, been a lot of linkages um lately found like 60 percent, i believe is what i read and don't quote me on that but a high percentage of autistic kids are are thought to um also probably or maybe have apraxia which it's almost sense. like because yeah a high percentage of you know kids and adults on a spectrum that are nonverbal, right and so it's one of those things where if you're if you have apraxia it's like you you really can't speak mm-hmm. and then um you can't and eventually but it just you know you have to you know be it's harder uh, it's harder and yeah. so then if you're you're autistic on tops of uh, on top of being apraxic it's like mm-hmm. doubly kind of like you you may want to talk but can't and then yeah. then you know so we're you know i, I can't get a, an apraxia diagnosis for him mm-hmm. simply because of the fact that um I can't find anybody to diagnose it without him actually talking. Um, but he has said words. He's on his, let's see, how many speech therapists has he had? He is on his, I want to say fourth or fifth speech therapist now. Wow. Yeah. And um, with one therapist, he, um, she spent a lot of time trying to get him to say stuff like, you know, car, 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 car. And he was like, nah, you know, and then, <laughs> He goes over to like the tool bench um, and, you know, and the therapist comes out of the, the room and said, tells me, he says, well, there's, there's good and there's bad. And I'm like, okay. She said, mm-hmm. so I tried to get him to say car the whole time and he wouldn't say car, but then he walked over to the tool bench and he picked up a tool and said, screwdriver. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, you know, so like. To me, that he, is just good news. It's good news. <laughs> like, I'm like, where's the bad news? Yeah. But like, I'm like, he doesn't want to say your stupid word. He right. doesn't, you know, I mean, like, you know, you obviously need to be trying something different if he doesn't want to say car. Car is so mundane. Anybody <laughs> can say car. I mean, he wants to say you know, screwdriver. <laughs> he wants to say screwdriver. Did he ever say it? But then he's never said screwdriver again. It's kind of like, okay, yeah. that was a one one time thing. And now he's over it. You know, um, we used to have that a lot with Logan. There were a lot of <laughs> that were like a one-off. 
Yeah. Um, and then just like more recently, I mean, his, his speech has been improving a lot. Um, but words that like I haven't heard him say since he was like two, he is saying more consistently now. So it's like to me, anytime you can pull those words out. Yes. It do- like even if you don't hear them for a long time, like they they're still in there somewhere. So it's like that's that's hope right there, you know. Big time. I mean, um, we take all of it. We take when, because he used to not eat meat, and now he eats meat. And so we're like, you know, chicken especially. And we're like, oh my gosh, he eats chicken. And then someone will come up to us and be like, have you tried a gluten-free diet with him? And I'm like, <laughs> um, have you tried a gluten-free diet? Like, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult. And I get that, you know, but I get that there are probably things that, you know, we could try other things but like I'm just trying to get my kid to eat that's how I feel like yeah mm-hmm. you know I mean if he wants to eat that chicken nugget by by golly he's eating that chicken nugget and I'm like <laughs> he ate eggs tonight Megan he ate eggs Ooh, that's a yes. thing I mean like Good I put him in front of him and at first he pushed the plate away like nah Mm-hmm. Um and then like I just kind of took most of them off and gave them to his sister because she was like more eggs more eggs mommy more <laughs> eggs and I was like fine so I put them <laughs> back on her plate and then I look over and he's eating the eggs because he's sneaky about it he doesn't want you to watch him yeah eating the eggs when but then he'll try like, something yeah or like don't look at him don't you know don't look at him like, don't look at him. him and then I'm like I'm like I'm mumbling out of the corner of my mouth to my husband. I'm like, Daniel, Daniel, look. Yeah. He's ate, he's ate yeah. the eggs. He's like, what? He ate eggs? I'm like, stop it. This That's is supposed to be, saying. you know. That's yeah. Amazing. So then I gave him extra eggs. So, you know, and then he was like really upset the last couple of weeks. And, and you're sitting there going, what can I do? What can I do? And then he has like, and, and sometimes, you know, like I found out at school on Monday that he like had, um, you know, po- pooped a lot. And mm-hmm. the, they were like, hey, bad news is that you need to come pick him up. Um, good news is he seems to feel better. So sometimes. <laughs> I don't have a system. Moral yeah. of this story, sometimes you just need to poop. <laughs> that's, that's very true. And if you are a mother, most things come back to poop. So <laughs> a lot of things come back to poop. But that's just like kind of like, you know, I mean, my. Mm, you know, I mean, my mom will come and I have issues with her. This might be like, you might have to re-interview me for this because we don't have time. There's not okay. enough time. In we the could, world. yeah, we could do, we'll go, um, we'll do a part two. We already talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she's like, what's wrong with him? And I'm like, do you, I mean, I've, we tried the things, mother. We've tried the things and, <laughs> you know, like, well, you know, it just breaks my heart. And I'm like, oh, good. Well, I find it enjoyable. Right. <laughs> I mean, so um, anyway, I mean, I should just said that to my mom. And like, sometimes you just need to poop. Please do not <laughs> title this episode. Sometimes you just need to poop. Oh, my gosh. That literally went through my head while we were saying <laughs> Was that like, it all comes back to poop. I'm like, that's it's all right. You can, you can call it. It all comes back to poop. I'm I might, all right I might it. have to call it's it catchy. that now. <laughs> it's catchy. It's fine. It, it's fine. You know, it's real. And that's why I like it. well I mean I love in your first episode that you talk about how we've got to be we've got to have a sense of humor about this thing it's got to be light and it's got to be because I've found out throughout this whole journey that a lot of this is having a good attitude and a lot of this is like not taking yourselves too seriously and a lot of it is is whether my kid's happy and if my kid's Mm -hmm. happy then I'm doing my job and a lot of it is not listening to other people because so often right. it's the other people's anxiety. It's the other people's stress. It's the other people's, you know, worries that are, that they're saying to you where you're like, I don't feel like we have a problem. We're doing this thing. Mm-hmm. We're making it through. It's our own pace. It's our own journey. Mm-hmm. And stop trying to push your stuff onto me and my kid because I, we're doing good. Yeah. So just keep that to yourself let me like let us do us and you know you be supportive and then you you know you you back away Mm -hmm. so absolutely you go sister um okay yeah (laughs) I do go I read a quote recently that was like autism will turn mama bears into grizzlies and I was like that 
damn straight. That is so true. true. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to message you this one that I saw today that was like, you know, I'm a, I'm like a mama bear until I go to like my kid's IEP meeting. And then I like wear like a tutu because I want to like, I wear like my good dress because I want (laughs) to make a good impression on these people. Um, so, but your, your grizzly bear is, is way better. And I think that that, like, I mean, the grizzly bear is like totally true. I was just, I have a really good friend who has an autistic daughter who, that I've mentioned before. And she, um, she was like, I'm about to get PG 13 here. She was like, gosh, I think I'm just a bitch, you know, like (laughs) with other people, because I am so hardcore. She's like not getting what she needs from the school. She's not getting what she needs from you know, after school care, she's not getting what she needs from the doctor. And she's like, I am just like coming at them. And I've discovered that I think I'm a bitch. And I'm like, no, you're not. (laughs) I'm like, you are a mama bear. You are a warrior. You are doing what you need to do for your kid. (laughs) And if they're not giving you what you need, you're getting it. You're, you're doing it. You're keeping at it. And that's what you've got to do. Yeah, it's true. You definitely learn in this journey, I mean, I've never been like a soft-spoken person, but you you learn. You, sometimes you got to raise your voice for sure, and and oh, not yeah. like you know start yelling and get loud, but it's like you need to make yourself heard, and that's that's just the the way it goes. Um, okay, well, yeah, I think we might have to have you come back for our part two. We're definitely- <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe we <laughs> talked that long already. We're yeah, we're getting a little a little bit long, but thank you yeah. so much for for coming on the podcast. I mean, like I said, I feel like we we're just like old friends at this point, but it's true. Really nice. Oh yeah, we know? are. What are yeah, you talking about? We, we are. totally are. Yeah. It was really nice to hear though, like kind of like the origins of everything, um, and just just get your perspective on all of it because I, I mean, I think that even though like our journeys are all so different, and you know, there's twists and turns, like you were saying, and it's a roller coaster you know, just having that common ground, um, it's, it's priceless. It really is. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on the podcast. No problem. I enjoyed it probably more than I should. (laughs) No, that's that's (laughs) an idea. So yeah, everyone stay tuned for part two. (laughs) Oh, yay. All right, cool. All right. Thank you (laughs) so much. Uh Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Lindsay. She was just cracking me up the whole time. She is so funny. When I first started talking to her, and like I said, it was on social media, we were just kind of messaging back and forth. She was basically exactly how she was on the episode. And she was like, I am super extroverted and outgoing. And then when I talked to her, on the episode, it was all very true. <laughs> but I love that. It's so fun. And her and I, we, this is, we recorded that several weeks back and we have continued to stay in touch, which is so wonderful. Cause again, these, the connections that I have made on this podcast and just being able to talk to all the different guests have been such a, a treat for me. And it's, it's honestly, it's just amazing when you get to talk to somebody who really understands and is going through the same things that you are. So with that being said, if you would like to be on the podcast or you know somebody who would, please go ahead and tell a friend, share it. Don't forget to rate and review it. <laughs> um, but if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast or on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and until next time, take care. Thanks.